Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 41 of the Travel Squad podcast. That's a lot of welcome. It's a can of welcome. Get your hiking shoes on. On and double knot those laces because we don't want you tripping out there on the trails. <laughs> We're hiking the best trails of San Diego. What? Yes. Hiking pool optional, but you know the squad is bringing ours. We wanted to bring to you more San Diego episodes. We already brought to you top 13 things you should do if you're a newcomer to San Diego, but this is all about hikes you should do in San Diego. There's so many different kinds. And you know what? This is especially close to my heart because I really started hiking and started enjoying hiking here in San Diego. And I don't know if it was just because San Diego has so many cool places to hike or if it's because Brittany was dragging me on all these hikes, but... Here we are. I fell in love with hiking in San Diego. When I moved to San Diego, it was a really good way and free way to explore San Diego and also a great workout. And of the 13 hikes that we're talking about today, I'm the only one from the squad that has completed all 13 of these hikes. Well, kudos to you, Brittany. Thank you. I'm just kidding. No, good for you. Woo, round of applause for Britt. Well, with as much enthusiasm as Zaina brought in the intro, I'm equally excited about this episode because San Diego gets a lot of recognition for its beautiful beaches and its scenic coast. And even though we're going to be telling you about a few hikes along the coast, we are going to show you a different side of San Diego's natural beauty by taking you inland kind of to the mountains and the hills and the desert areas of San Diego with some of these hikes. And I just want to give a good little shout out to one of my favorite San Diego hiking partners. And that's going to be Emma, Kim's dog. She's here recording with us right now. And I always enjoy our hikes in San Diego because she usually comes on those since it's a lot easier than when we travel to further places. So shout out to Emma. Emma. Can I get a little bark, Emma? I was just about to say, can I get a woof woof? Well, she's barking in spirit. (laughs) So I didn't actually realize this because I don't have a dog, but one of my friends had made the comment that sometimes she gets sad because she can't take her dog on all of the hikes. And I thought, why not if you have a leash? But here in San Diego, we do have mountain lions and snakes out there. So, you know, some of the trails are dog friendly and some of them are not dog friendly. And we've tried to do our best to point out which ones are dog friendly and not. So the first hike we're going to talk about is Iron Mountain. And Iron Mountain is located in Poway and it happens to be dog friendly. Emma loves this trail. So it's about a 5.2 mile round trip trail in San Diego. Elevation gain, you're going to get about 1,100 feet. And this trail offers beautiful valley views. Really pretty like 
meadow walk the first like mile or two and then it starts to get more steep as you go up and it's more challenging more of like a moderate hike i have not done this hike but i've heard a lot about this one and i've heard that it's challenging and when you get there you'll know that you're there because there's this really large iron gate with a big sign that says iron mountain and when you start along the trail the first portion is you hiking through a grove of trees and that part is pretty flat and then you go up into the higher elevations this hike is really close to the famous potato chip rock which we're going to be talking about next and so i feel like it's a little bit less crowded when you're at this hike and there's also a whole bunch of other trails if you've done this hike before to other lookouts so it's a great way to diversify your hiking portfolio because there's a lot of branch offs from that trail to go other ones yeah exactly very nice well like you said this is close to potato chip rock which is actually our hike number two for san diego that we're going to talk about now potato chip rock is its nickname it's really mount woodson it's also located in poway and for any of you active hikers out there I'm sure maybe you've actually seen this spot Instagrammed. It's very, very famous, not even just in San Diego, but definitely nationally. I don't know internationally on the hiking level, but more particularly because of the formation that makes a rock look like a potato chip. It looks like a thin little Pringle that hangs over the edge. So it's very famous to go do your posing spots on it. And it looks so thin that you think the rock just might break. It's crazy. People take a whole bunch of stuff out there to do crazy pictures. Like I've seen people with a vacuum on the rock or they've had picnics on the rock. And my first thought is, are people actually carrying all of this stuff they out are. there they just are. for the picture? Yeah, like that's crazy. Vacuum. People in suits carrying mm-hmm. vacuum. We saw people in suits carrying a vacuum. We've seen people do the like Simba pose on the rock where they're holding their dog up. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, have you ever held uh, Emma up there? It's a little scary when you get up there. I did this one with Jamal and Brittany on New Year's Eve a few years ago. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how do you even get to the top of the rock? Because it is pretty scary. Well, yeah, because the hike itself is 7.6 miles round trip. So I guess hiking up, they're doing about pretty much four miles carrying that vacuum or I've seen barbecues too and just random, Mm -hmm. random things that people want to go do their photo shoots on. But the hike itself isn't necessarily terrible. It is rather longer. I mean, it is a steep incline, but it's moderate. Yeah. But when you get to the climactic point of potato chip rock, you really do have to climb like several boulders to get to that potato chip formation. So that's the difficult part that I think Kim was talking about, like putting Emma up there or anything like that, because you're struggling to even get yourself up there, you know, Mm -hmm. because you have to really boulder over these giant rocks to get to it. Yeah. The first boulder you get to isn't hard to get on, but there is a crack between that boulder and the next boulder you have to get to. And so you either have to jump onto the next rock or lower yourself down in between the crevice. Kim and I have gone alone and we're both shorties and there was this guy there like helping us get from rock to rock. I don't know if we would have been able to do it if it weren't for him. That's the nice thing about when you get there because the line to take a picture if you go anytime after 8 a.m. is probably going to be about an hour wait. But you like hand your phone to the person right behind you and they take your picture and the person right in front of you helps you get down from the rocks. There's like a little community vibe up there. 
Can you imagine though, hey, hold the vacuum while I jump. And then once I'm on the top, then you can pass the vacuum to me. People have done some crazy poses where it looks like they're hanging on with one hand, like, and they are like hanging off the side of it. It's crazy. They are, but from the right photo perspective, it Mm -hmm. looks like it's really hanging over a cliff edge and it's steep. And in reality, it is hanging over an edge, but it's not a very far fall. Like if you fell, worst case scenario, if you land wrong, you might like twist an ankle, but even then it's not even that big of a fall. Maybe I would say like eight to 10 feet, right? Before you're at another rock layer below. Not very far, I don't Uh, think. I saw a kid once doing pull-ups on the ledge of the rock and I just got super jealous and I thought, Oh, I wish I was able to do some pull-ups off that Where's edge. your pull-up game, Zaina? I, you know, I'm working on it. Not as good as that kid doing it off the edge, though. No, no. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> imagine not. having to swing your leg over to get up onto the rock after doing pull-ups off of it. Worst case scenario, he drops himself down. Like, if you're hanging your body, you're not that far of a drop. Like I said, truly, you know, from the perspective, it looks like it really is hanging over an edge, which it is, but it's not like an edge fall that'll kill you. That's, That's for sure. So Emma has gone on this hike with us before. So dog it is friendly. dog friendly. And the elevation gain you're going to gain is about 2,100 feet. Another few tips is it gets really, really hot if you don't go first thing in the morning and there's very limited shade. And again, if you're not there first thing, there is going to be a line to take a picture on the rock. So just keep that in mind. Like how much do you really want to wait in that line when it's really hot and there's no shade? And another thing that I do want to mention is... The trailhead of this hike is from a Poway City Park. So you do have to pay for parking, which is $8. Now, if you're listening to this and don't live in San Diego, it is free if you are a resident of Poway. But most people listening to this, you are not a resident of Poway. So just be ready to pay the $8 for parking. We aren't even residents of Poway. San Diego residents. Mm -hmm. So we have to pay. So the next hike we're going to talk about is El Capitan in Lakeside. This is Zaina's favorite hike in San Diego. Or known as El Cap. Zaina says El Cap all day, every day. Let's hike it. Let's hike it. I hear her all the time say, I want to hike El Capitan the most, more than anything else. Yes. Brittany is not kidding when I say this is my favorite hike. This is also the most challenging hike in San Diego. And I did it for the first time maybe about four years ago before we did Machu Picchu. And Brittany said, you know, I know that you run a lot, Zaina, but running and hiking are two different things. So we And Zaina scoffed at me. I, I did. You know, I was like, whatever, dude. Like, same thing. So anyways, Brittany said, let's have you try out a hike? And I said, give me the hardest one. So she said, okay, let's do El Cap. And she hadn't done it at that point yet either. So I was like, oh, okay. And it is about 10.6 miles round trip. And the night before, Brittany and I were looking at it online. Everyone was saying that it is very, very, very challenging. And at around mile three, you're just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is mile three. It is the most steepest portion of the hike. It's so hard, blah, blah, blah. So the next day when Brittany and I were out doing it, we were walking up a steep cliff and Brittany and I were huffing and puffing. And Brittany made the joke that this has to be mile three. And we look up and we see a trail marker saying mile three three. It's no joke. It don't play. It doesn't play. And, you know, we've talked about the other hikes. They've been like 1,000, 2,000 feet in elevation gain. El Capitan is 3,576 feet in elevation gain. Mm -hmm. And it's all up and down. So it's not like you're just hiking to the top of a mountain and then you're coming down. It is up and down. So there is no reprieve on your way back. And there's also no shade on the trail. Now, 
take as much water as you think you're gonna need and double it. It will take you some time. It is challenging and there is no shade. And sometimes there is a park ranger out there passing out water just because it's such an intense hike. I also recommend bringing hiking poles and a lunch. So when you get to the top, you can just sit down, take a break and eat before heading back because it's just as challenging on the way back as it is on the way there. And then lastly, the parking lot that you get to, it doesn't open till a certain hour. So if you get there early, you can park along the street, but the parking lot also closes at a certain hour. So there are signs saying if you go past 1 p.m., you shouldn't go past a certain point because your car is going to get locked in the parking lot if you had parked there. One other thing I just want to make a note of is when they're talking about there being really no shade and it's really hot, a lot of people, again, have that misconception. San Diego has perfect weather. It's nice and cool, which for the most part of the year, it truly, truly is. But this is that different side of San Diego I was talking about. This hike is a lot more inland kind of in the desert mountain areas so it's really really rocky no shade with trees more kind of uh desert arid area so be mindful when we say it's hot it's definitely hot i mean you're more than 20 miles inland from the coast at this point and it's definitely warm out there so don't think we're just saying it's hot for san diego it's hot like 100 degrees hot i'd love to see you do this trail with us jamal because i feel like Zena and I have invited both you and Kim. I want to try this trail, uh huh. But the way you just described it is a little scary. You know no, what? No, you know what? I'm not trying to scare anyone. No, 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 no. It's a great trail. This really is my favorite. I'm gonna call your bullshit, Kim. Because what's your motto? If it's not hard and over five miles, I don't want to do it. And here you are talking about a good one, and then you don't want to do it. But I, we no, have. I'm down. We've all made points to go do it, but then when we have, it's either had a really heavy rain, and then would be muddy, or certain circumstances has taken it away from the entire squad completing it together. But definitely a recommended hike for you guys. And El Capitan is more closely located to the city of Lakeside on the outskirts of San Diego. So Jamal, why have you not done it and you're giving Kim shit? Because there are plenty of times where it's not raining and I'm like, hey, let's go do it. Well, I know we're talking about a San Diego one, but I'll say this all the time. I love to hike more when it's further away from San Diego, like national parks and other things like that. It gets my juices flowing more than local ones but i'm giving kim shit specifically because she's always talking about Mm -hmm. wanting to do hard hikes and apparently scared her with its difficulty (laughs) our fourth hike is devil's punch bowl this is one of my favorite hikes in san diego it's also known as cedar creek falls trail and this is a about a five mile out and back kind of a trail when you hike into it, you're hiking down into the watering hole where they have a beautiful little waterfall. Depending on what time of year you go and how much rain we've had, it could be flowing pretty well or it could be kind of dried up. So it just kind of depends on when you go. But the hard part about this trail where it becomes a moderate trail is on your way hiking out because whatever you've gone in is what you have to go out, which is about a thousand feet. I'm not really a big fan of hiking down first and then hiking 
back out. Like that just seems counterintuitive to me. But I do like this trail a lot. And it's really pretty. It's really pretty. The highlight is definitely the Devil's Punch Bowl, which is the waterfall going down into this enclosed rock area. And in the summertime, you can swim in that punch bowl as well if there's a good amount of water. And one thing to note is you do need a permit and you actually have to print the permit. You can't just show it on your phone. You actually have to print it and put it in your windshield. So the website, if you need it, is recreation.gov. It's about six bucks. And there are people there sitting out in a tent at the trailhead. So when we say you need a permit, you really do need a permit. They're going to get you. This one is dog friendly. You can bring Emma. Ooh. Have you ladies ever swam out there when you've done it? No. I've only done it once. We did it and it was very early in the morning. Like I think before the permit people were even out there. For some reason, Brittany likes to wake up at like 4 a.m. and hit the trail. Uh-huh. That's Brittany for you. That is me. Yeah. We have a funny story about hiking through Babel Park. <laughs> <laughs> that early in the morning (laughs) but it was it was that early in the morning that we started and I think it was winter so it was kind of cold when we went it was kind of cold and we do say that there's really not a lot of shade along the way when you're hiking down but when you get near the punch bowl it is shaded and kind of like in a valley so the temperature drops quite a bit Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, 
the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So hike number five is Cuyamaca Peak. It's located in a state park called Cuyamaca State Park. And it's in East San Diego, south of the mountain town, Julian. I've done this hike twice. I've gone with Kim and I've also gone with my friend Valerie. So I've done it both times via the Azalea Glen Loop. And the time I did it with my friend Valerie, there was still snow on the ground. We went in February and it was so beautiful. Kim, when we went, was there snow? There was snow. Oh yeah. This is not really a dog friendly trail. The dogs are not actually supposed to be allowed on the trail. But there is a service road you can take up to the peak and it gets you to the same place as the trail. Dogs are allowed on that, which is mostly meant for the campers that are there. But Emma did go on this trail. <laughs> Whoa. Rebel. Because, that doesn't surprise me, Kim. Something well, we didn't do. know this until we got there. So we're passing this info on to you so you don't bring your dog. But we already had the dog. So we had to kind of stuff her down and get her in there. But... <laughs> Stuff her down and get her in there. <laughs> in the Kim it no, she didn't stuff her in the backpack. Kim had her between her feet on the ground versus on her lap when we rolled through the campground. And you do have to pay to park there. So just FYI, it's ten dollars. You have to pay to park at the campground. The trail itself is like five point six miles out and back, and it's the second highest peak in San Diego. Great hike. Yeah. And when I say stuff her down and it was the backpack, we're not torturing Emma. There's been cases where she's hiked a little bit too much and I've opened my backpack and she's peeking out the edge of it and I carry her. So that's what I mean by that. And that's what I thought you were talking about on the trail. But Because she is your favorite hiking partner. Of course. That's why I said it. Love Emma. I do recommend because there are several trails that intersect along the way do get a map when you pay for your the parking and use that as a guide because you don't want to get lost up in those mountains and the way that i've done it is i have taken the azalea glen loop to the top and then i've taken the fire road down and it's been a really nice hike so hike number six is going to be stonewall peak and this is also located in kuyamaka state park and I really love this hike. And when I went to it, it was really exciting for me because Brittany and I love to camp. It's been a while since we did it. And it got me just really thinking, okay, look at this. This The beautiful hike is here. There's campgrounds. And it would be just amazing to go out on a weekend, on a Friday, do your camping, wake up in the morning, do some morning hiking out in nature, be out there in the pine trees and in the forest. And this one was a really, really fun hike that I enjoyed a lot. And it is only a 3.4 mile round trip and not too much of an elevation gain, only about 813 feet, but you are in Eastern San Diego in the mountains already as it is. So you're at a lot higher elevation, but in terms of the hike up itself, not too much an elevation gain. 
Yeah, I, what I really like about this hike is you get really great views of the valley and there's a railing at the top of the mountain and it gets super, super windy and you kind of have to hang on to get up there, but it's worth the view. It's right across the street from Cuyamaca Peak. So if you are camping in the area during that camping weekend, you can hit both peaks in one weekend if you wanted to. I've known people to do both hikes in one day. That's a little extreme for me. Wouldn't do that, but it's a great hike. And again, this is in Cuyamaca State Park. So just like Cuyamaca Peak, you will have to pay the $10 entrance into the park if you come on separate occasions. So number seven is definitely a hike that has a special place in my heart. And it is Mount Gower located in Ramona, which is definitely north east of us. So reason being is this is one of the hikes that we used to prep prior to hiking the Inca Trail. And this is one of the first times that I met Kim. This is, you know, pre-squad days. And I just remember Kim being really quiet. And I was like, huh, (laughs) Brittany always said that Kim is a pretty talkative person. (laughs) Was it a classical Kim's hungover in the morning, but still hiking the next day situation? Well, I'm not going to throw that out there. I'm throwing it out there. Keep you down. I'm throwing it out there. Can't let a hangover keep you down. That was before her 30-year-old days. (laughs) Right. Kim showed up with her roommate and a big ass burrito. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta get a breakfast burrito. I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna be hungover, that's really the only thing that gets you through. And that's like a SoCal secret right there. Boom. So yeah, so we went out and we did that trail. And the saving grace on this hike was I always use RunKeeper, which is an app, not sponsored, but it helps me track my miles when I do run. And it also traces your steps. So at one point we got super lost. Um, because not super lost. We got lost though. We got lost. Oh, we got lost. Big time. <laughs> well, we got lost at the top of the trail. And just before we get any further, this is a nine mile loop. So when we were at its peak, there's a couple other ways down. And when we were at the top, we were trying to find the appropriate way down. And that's where we miscalculated our steps and Zana's run keeper came into play. I pulled it out, gave it to Britt and Britt was able to retrace our steps. Um, but yeah, it is a little bit of an intense hike. I remember at one point we passed by some people and we asked them about how much farther we have left and they pointed at some place pretty far away, kind of in the clouds, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much in the clouds, not even joking about that. Right. So we all look to the distance to where she's pointing at. And every single one of our faces is just like, you got to be shitting me. And Jamal's face dropped. And then in a split second, as soon as his face dropped, he just goes, excellent, with a huge (laughs) smile on his face. So props to Jamal for having a good attitude when everyone was like, you got to be shitting me. You know, everyone says sometimes I have a negative attitude. I do not. I was getting us through that rough hike with my positive attitude. I mean, to the clouds, to the clouds we go. It was a really nice hike. I haven't done it again. I'd like to do it again because it was a good workout. And just keep in mind that because you're out in the middle of nowhere in Ramona, it does get really hot. There's extreme heat. And this trail is actually closed in the month of August due to that heat. But this is also the trail we realized I could read a map well. Mm -hmm. And I am often our navigator when we're on 
trips together. One thing I really like about Mount Gower also is there's a lot of beautiful wildflowers that are out in that area in Ramona. And you see a lot of them on this trail. I remember when California had its heavy rains a while ago and we had those super blooms and everyone was going out and seeing the wildflowers that were growing. It wasn't obviously at that level, but just any normal time of year. When the flower season is in bloom, there are a lot of them out there. And it just reminded me of that when I saw the super bloom. I was like, everyone's going to see these ones close by. And it's like Mount Gower has them themselves. Our eighth hike on the list is Cowles Mountain. This one is definitely one of my favorites in San Diego because it's easy to get to. It's right in the central area of San Diego. It has several different ways you can go up it. There's a front of the trail where there's a parking lot and bathrooms there's several different neighborhood access points where you can go up on different sides of the mountain. Keep it interesting. It has a summit of about 1,600 feet, and it is dog-friendly. There's lots of dogs and lots of people, usually, always. Well, this hike is always really, really crowded. And like you were saying, there's multiple ways up from the front side to the back side. Doesn't matter what way you go, there's always going to be a lot of people on it. And we are talking about San Diego hikes in this episode, obviously, but Cowles Mountain is actually the tallest within official city limits of San Diego. So this one for that fact is really popular. And you would think a lot of people do it in the morning, which they do, but I feel like it's a lot more crowded sometimes at night because a lot of people will go up there to watch the sunset because it gives you amazing, amazing views, 360 degrees of all of San Diego and on a clear day you could see into mexico you can see the ocean watch the sunset it's just absolutely amazing up there at cal's mountain it's one of my favorite hikes because it's short and sweet and it's challenging round trip it's only about three miles but you gain about a thousand feet in that three miles and the panoramic views are great right below this mountain is lake murray so you get great views of that and then at the top of the mountain like jamal said you can see all sorts of places in san diego including the ocean and also into mexico and they have like a little board at the top that points out other structures or other mountains to help orient you and it's really nice to see while you're up there. I really like this one too because it's so easy to get to. It's not that far from central San Diego and it's quick and dirty. Quick and dirty just like you like it. That's how I like it. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite trail getting to this mountain is actually from the backside. It's a service road. I feel like it's a little bit steeper and harder and a bit more challenging. And at one point it splits off. So you can either hook up to the front of the mountain, go up that way, or continue on this trail and just go up the back, which continues on as a service road. And just like a quick little shout out, if you continue through this trail to the next mountain, it's called Piles Peak. So you can do two for one if you want. Yeah, that's a great way to add it on, make it a little bit longer. And those two trails are actually part of San Diego's five peak challenge it's those two the next two we're about to talk about and then one more correct and so if you want to participate in the five peak challenge in san diego you get to the top of the peak and you take a picture in front of the sign and once you've completed all five you kind of get like a little honorary mention or something so then kim why don't you tell us about number nine which you said is part of the 
five peak challenge. What do we got next? This is a twofer because it's North and South Fortuna mountains. They're connected. You can do both of them. And it's really cool. They have like stairs that go up one side and it's kind of a set of rolling hills. This is a dog friendly trail, but beware because in the summer, there are a lot of rattlesnakes here. There are. We actually got scared. I saw a lizard that looked like a snake and I freaked out because I was afraid for Emma. We had brought her on the trail, but it happened to be a lizard. It looked like a snake. Jamal, did you protect Emma? He wasn't there. I I wasn't here on this one, but on another beautiful San Diego hike, Brittany and I have come across a massive five foot long rattlesnake. Five foot long rattlesnakes are abnormally large. So good point. Any trail that you do kind of out in the mountain desert area, San Diego has a lot of snakes, so do keep that in mind that you can see them. But North and South Fortuna, it is, as Kim said, dog friendly and round trip. It is about 7.6 miles, so definitely a little bit longer of a hike, and it gives you a good elevation change of about 2,500 feet. Yeah, and I would recommend doing North Fortuna first, then South, and that was the way that we did found it to be a great challenging hike and you know when you're between the two mountains because you're literally in the saddle and you have just gone down one mountain and you see the next mountain right in front of you. The South Fortuna portion of the mountain is also known as the stairway to heaven and is there a particular reason why that is? Yeah all the stairs that Kim talked about going down if you wanted to do South Fortuna first you can go hike up that stairway to heaven if you wanted to. So it's specifically because of the stairs Mm -hmm. that gets that name. And again, these two hikes are in Mission Trails Regional Park, which is where Cal's Mountain is and Piles Peak is as well. So number 10 on our must hikes in San Diego is going to be Torrey Pines. Now, Torrey Pines is located in La Jolla, which is a little bit more north of downtown San Diego area. And Torrey Pines is known as Torrey Pine specifically because of the Torrey Pine trees that are unique specifically to this spot and portion of California and these trees are endangered so it is along the coast but there's bunch of different trails in that area that you can choose from but either way you're going to come across the Torrey pine trees beautiful views of the sea and it's just so amazing being along the coast for the Torrey pines trails Zaina, have you done this hike? I have not. No, I've been out to Torrey Pines, but I've never actually done this hike. I Mm. definitely recommend it for our listeners and for you. I know. I know. I have not personally done the Torrey Pines Trail. I would like to. I have been out to Torrey Pines. I've kind of hiked around, but never on an actual trail. But really what I really want to do is complete the Five Peaks Trail Challenge. And I know Torrey Pines isn't a part of the Five Peaks, but that's mm, that's what I want to do. Okay. Well, I love this hike because there are so many different trails you can choose from. You can add on and choose kind of how much you want to hike. And if you do one of the longer portions, it actually gets you beach access. And if you're at the top, before you descend down to the beach, sometimes there's views into the water and you can see whales in the distance. Do you remember when we saw the whales, Kim? It was amazing to see that out in the distance. So really cool to see, really scenic hike. And it's your one chance to really see Torrey pine trees. Our next hike on the list, number 11, is the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It's not far from Torrey Pines. 
So I like to park at the trailhead, which happens to be in a residential neighborhood of La Jolla. And then you kind of go through like a slot type canyon. There's a little bit of treacherous areas you have to walk through, but it's short. I found that it's actually better to hike this one barefoot than to even, or if you're not wearing tennis shoes, it's better to do it barefoot than say in sandals. But at the end of the trail, you kind of rappel down into the ocean, into the beach sand, and then you can walk over to Torrey Pines, which is just a couple more miles north through the Black's Clothing Optional Beach. I was going to say, that's the is that your highlight of this trail, is that it runs you through Black's Beach, which is the <laughs> nude beach in San Diego? You know what? It might get a little toasty when you're doing that hike, and if you would like to just bear it all, then go for it. Clothing Optional, huh? Yes, it is. So I have expressed my option before. Good for you, Kim. <laughs> so it's only pretty much like half a mile round trip on the actual trail to the beach, but you can add on at the beach as much walking as you want to do. It's a very good workout if you do Ho Chi Minh, walk all the way to the beach to Torrey Pines, walk around Torrey Pines and walk back. That is a good day. Yes, it is. So I actually have a little story for you guys. While we were on this trail, Kim said that there was a few treacherous parts and she is is correct at one point there was a little bit of water on the trail and it's like a steep cliff edge and I slipped on it and I fell and I didn't know if I was gonna kept sliding I kept sliding I didn't know if I was gonna stop or not I was like reaching out to grab her grab onto me and she kept going (laughs) and then so I landed hard and then we had to rappel down and because what I landed in was wet and muddy I had this big ass mud spot on me I was wearing yoga pants so when we got to the actual beach I got into the water to get the mud out of my yoga pants and I had a big ass bruise probably the size of a cantaloupe on my leg for a few weeks. You know what? It happens to the best of us because if you back up to the Mount Gower Trail, I remember that you guys were all a little bit ahead of me and what I'm talking about is we're going down a switchback and you guys are already on the next one and I'm finishing it up, right? So not too far ahead. But in any case, I'm going down and all of a sudden I lose my footing and I don't know what happened, but I'm about to trip. So I start to run down the trail because I can't stop myself and my hands are kind of flailing and I'm like, ah! and finally, like I, I'm able to get myself to a stop. And there are two people who are coming up the switchback And one of the guys looks at me and he's like, are you okay? (laughs) Was there a bee, you know, because of the way that I was flailing around. And I just kind of laughed and a little bit embarrassed. And I'm like, no, I just, you know what? I I lost my footing and I couldn't stop. And I don't know why I didn't just say, yes, there was a bee. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. I guess it does. So the next hike we're going to talk about, number 12 on our list, is the Three Sisters Hike. It's located in Descanso. My biggest tip for this hike is bring a good car, preferably with like four-wheel drive. Don't bring your tiny little Honda Civic like I did. (laughs) (laughs) About a mile or maybe more than a mile up until the trailhead, it turns into a gravel pathway that you're driving down. So you can't drive fast and it gets a little bumpy. It does. It's very hard on a tiny car. So go out with a truck or a Jeep or any other four-wheel vehicle. So in terms of hiking round trip, it's only about 4.2 miles out and back. 
and you only gain about a thousand feet. And this trail is one of the trails where you hike down into the falls and then on the way back, you have to hike out. Immediately when you start the trail, you go straight down. It's like so steep. I remember starting this and thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I know we just drove all the way out here, but like, I don't want to do it. But I did it. Because I would have killed him (laughs) if I drove all of that way (laughs) and my car had trouble and she backed out. It was scary. This is also a dog-friendly park. Did Emma come with you on this one? She did. And so how did she handle the steepness? You know, she was okay. And there's a lot of places where you have to boulder. So it doesn't seem like a lot, right? 4.2 miles, 1,000 feet gain, not that big of a deal. But it takes so long because it's not really a, a pathway. You have to boulder over things. The only way you can kind of realize the right way to go sometimes is from a spray-painted arrow on a rock. That's true. It's not a legit trail. So I wouldn't recommend it for large dogs because there's one part where you do have to rappel down a rope. And Kim and I had to pass Emma down once one person got down there and then same thing on the way back. So it'd be a little bit more difficult for a larger dog, I think, and even for a smaller dog. So although it's dog friendly, probably not the easiest to do with the dog. Of all the hikes in San Diego, this is the one that I always hear being the most dangerous in terms of people passing out and having medical assistance come out. Yeah, because there's not a lot of shade on your way down. And then, you know, even if you start early in the morning, let's say you start at eight and it takes you an hour to get down there and you stay for a little while near the falls because the end of the trail is three waterfalls into an area. Hence its names, Three Sisters. Exactly. And the waterfalls make it worth it, but a lot of people go down there, eat, sometimes people drink, and they stay down there for a while, and then you have to hike out, and the hike out is steep. So by this point, it's typically later in the day, let's say anywhere from like 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. I love how 10 a.m. is late in the day on Brittany's scale of (laughs) hiking. (laughs) But like the sun comes out during those hours. Hours, we you went know? in December and it did rain on us. But even when we got to the falls, it was hot. It was hot. Yeah, it's literally in the middle of desert San Diego. So anyways, that's why you hear people have had to be rescued. But, and it's so steep. But definitely be mindful when you go out there. It is a very nice hike and definitely worth doing for sure. Just know your precautions and Don't be silly when you're down there and drink a lot to where you're already dehydrated and it's difficult to get out. Exactly. So our last hike that we're going to talk about is going to be number 13, Tecalote Canyon, located in the Bay Park region. Now, I like Tecalote Canyon for two reasons. One, the hike. But two, I like to golf and they have a lovely golf course out there. But we're not talking about golf in this one. We're talking about hiking. So why don't one of you ladies tell us a little bit more about Tecalote? This is one of my favorite hikes because it's really easy to get to. It's super close to Mission Bay, very central part of San Diego. And there's parking always. And it's a set of rolling hills. So total anywhere between six to seven miles, but you can make it shorter or longer because it's along a canyon that stretches on for a long time. But when we do it, we normally start at the Tecalote trailhead and then we hit about five or six rolling hills before Mm -hmm. we turn back and do the exact same thing coming back. So it's super steep up, super steep down. And it's just like another quick and dirty one. Yep. Kim loves those quick and dirties. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
I have not done this one, but this is one that Brittany tells me that I should do because it's near my house and yeah. I can go out and run up and down the hills. It's well, a nice one to do before work. Yeah. It's yeah. You can do it before work. And what's great is the first two miles before you hit the hills, it's pretty flat. So like you could run up until you get to the hills, get to the hills. There's a lot of runners. Yeah. Yeah. Run up, run down. And like Kim said, these are sets of rolling hills. So you've gone one way. Now you have to turn around and the backsides are just as or even more steep than the front side. Are there a lot of coyotes? Haven't seen one. Never seen a coyote out there. Okay. Wouldn't be surprised though, Zaina. <laughs> mountain lions, bears. Maybe. I don't know about mountain lions, but probably, some, probably some coyotes. Yeah, it's a really good local city hike. Just wear shoes with good grip because it does get steep. I remember Kim wore tennis shoes once and she was just like inching down the little hills while we were going down. Flipping and sliding. (laughs) So I have a question for you guys. It's not on here, but you guys were talking about doing an early morning Balboa hike. Mm -hmm. I think I know the story, but share it with our listeners. So like Jamal was saying, I don't like to do a hike unless it's difficult even moderate hikes i'm like mm, waste of time because i want it to be a workout too and just as much as nature unless it's el capitan at which point it's too much there's for a you. point of too much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's 16 in king's canyon yeah. <laughs> so Brittany found a new hike for us to try it was a little difficult right no you actually sent me the web link oh it's me yeah you hit this one on me you sent me a link to difficult hikes in san diego and we were going to go down the list and that was one listed on there the balboa hike was it was it five miles or was it more i think it was actually more than five miles nine miles maybe so it's a pretty long hike so we started the crack of dawn the sun has not even rose for the day. Was this 5 a.m., 6 a.m.? It was like 5 a.m. Dang, get those nine miles Can in. Can you believe this? So we show up, we literally start in Balboa Park, and it's a walk through the park. So we're walking next to a bunch of passed out homeless people snoring <laughs> on the park grounds, like on the grass. And we're just like everywhere we turn, we're like, whoa! <laughs> And and the sun is not up. (laughs) We're just such a psychos wearing hiking gear walking through Balboa Park (laughs) before dawn. (laughs) Did you complete the nine miles? Yeah, we We were like, oh, I wonder if it's going to start getting hard. (laughs) And we're like six miles in like, uh, is it going to start getting hard yet? It must have just been the length that made it difficult. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's crazy. I think it was just the length around the park that w- labeled it difficult, but it was definitely a walk in the park and we did not need to get up at 5 a.m. before the sun <laughs> rose to complete it. So uh, there you have it. There's a bonus hike for you guys. <laughs> if you even want to call it a hike, yeah? Balboa Park has a lot of nice walking trails. Walking trails. <laughs> Real quick before we get to Kim's favorite part of the episode, which Ooh. I'm excited about. But why don't you ladies tell us what your favorite hike is of these 13 that we mentioned? I would have to say El Cap. I love that one. It's so challenging and I just, I get off on challenges. I like it. My favorite is Cal's Mountain because it's quick, dirty, easy, challenging, fun. 
I was, views. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Cowles Mountain would be mine. There are some more challenging ones, obviously, and challenging ones are always fun. But what I like about this one the most is it's so centrally located to San Diego, and it really gives you those amazing views that we talked about. I mean, I love just going up there, watching the sunset, or even if not during sunset, you can see amazing 360-degree views. So Cowles Mountain is definitely... A nice quick one, but definitely challenging at the same time. Love it. It's really hard for me to decide on just one. And I don't know if it's because I've done all 13. So I'm like, which one do I choose? But uh, I'm gonna have to pick two. Cal's because it's quick and easy and dirty. And I would also have to say probably Iron Mountain. I love the valley views mm-hmm. Iron Mountain has. And I feel like it's a lot less crowded than Potato Chip Rock. So I really enjoy that hike. All right. I think it is time. Question. Question. Questions. Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Yeah. All right. Let us know what you think about our jingle, guys. Because we (laughs) clearly love our acapella. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you do, too. Oh, this is a good question. Somebody wrote in and asked, what do you keep in your hiking backpack? Well, if it's snacks take it out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's an ode back to our Inca Trail episode. But yes, we actually do have snacks in our hiking backpacks. The reason we need snacks is because if you go back and listen to our Sequoia National Park episode, when you accidentally get lost and a seven mile hike turns into a 16 mile hike and you have to ration a banana and a (laughs) banana flavored stale bagel half, you're going to Wish you had snacks. (laughs) Always keep snacks in your hiking backpack. Water. I always make sure to keep some toilet paper in a plastic bag in my backpack. You never know when you're going to have to go out in nature. Toilet paper is crucial. Absolutely. That and and some baby wipes. I also pack in that little bag a disposable bag so that you can put your trash in it and carry it out. Yes. Please don't be an animal. Take your trash out. You know? We like to bring hand sanitizer in case you, you know, eat or you have to use the bathroom on the trail. Mm-hmm. And then also important are gloves. Zana well, always not, brings their gloves. Not for Zana necessarily, but. Zana's just reading I'm, off the show notes. I am, apparently. and I'm just like, I don't know why we have gloves on It's here. a message Because for you. I'll tell you what, Zana, I remember a couple hikes where I've had to give you my gloves because you've come unprepared and I just didn't want to hear you bitch. So gloves is a mental note for you to take on. I think I actually put them on the show notes. I always keep an extra pair of gloves and socks in my hiking backpack. You never know when you're going to cross a stream when you're hiking and maybe your socks get wet. It's nice to have a change. And also you never know if it gets super cold. You don't want to have your hands get freezing in the weather. Well, yes, gloves are very important, but in the context of San Diego, uh, maybe not so much, but socks. Yes, you are correct. Because remember when we were in Lebanon and on our first day, Walid took us out to the mountains. I was not prepared with shoes. My socks were soaked. And then at one point we were going to get out and go someplace. And I said, I'm going to stay in the car because my socks are soaked. And Walid had an extra pair of socks and he gave me his socks to wear. Exactly. Got to be prepared for all situations. Mm-hmm. And then those socks got wet too. Well, <laughs> Probably because of your shoes. At least you had some dryness for a little bit. Exactly. Our next question is when we go hiking, how much water should we take or do we take? And for me, I have a specific hiking backpack that has a water bladder and that water bladder holds one and a half 
liters of water. So I usually fill the one and a half liters. Depending on the hike that we're doing and the weather, I may bring additional water bottles as potential backups and carry it within the backpack itself because it won't obviously fit in the bladder if I have it full. But usually the one and a half liters is sufficient. But again, it all depends on what hike you're going to be doing and what time of year. So just keep that in mind. There's no true or tried answer to that. My hiking backpack also has 1.5 liters. And uh, when I've done El Cap, because it's not a one and done thing, I've done it many times. And I always need at least double that because it is hot out there and it's steep. Yeah, I was going to say my water bladder has done me well for every hike except for El Cap. We have fallen short on water supplies on that hike before, Zaina. And that's why, if you remember when we were talking about it, you said even sometimes ranges are out there giving people water. Oh, yeah. When we were out on El Cap once, Brittany and I still had a little bit of water left. And as the ranger is going by, he's like, do you guys want some water bottles? And Brittany was like, no, I'm good. And I took one even though I didn't need it. And then pretty soon we needed that last bottle of water because Brittany and I both went through everything that we had because it goes so quickly because it's just so unexpected. And so Brittany and I shared that bottle of water. (laughs) We were (laughs) laughing about it and we're like, maybe Brittany should have gotten one. But you just, you don't think you do because you have plenty. So that's why we say stock up. Our last question is, if you only have time to hike one of these hikes while in San Diego, which should you do? And I guess we maybe kind of answered this when I asked earlier of the ladies and we talked about which ones our favorites were, but not even the fact that this one is my favorite. I will say again, Cal's Mountain, just because if you're in San Diego, it's centrally located. You don't have to go far. You don't have to invest a lot of time. So again, if it's a time question of you only have one, I would say Cal's and the view is an amazing payoff. So short and simple and definitely easy on your time. I don't know. You know, I think that whoever is asking this question, it really should come down to what do you value more? So like Jamal mentioned time or are you out there for the view? Because Tory Pines is a really nice view. Um, are you out there for the Instagram? Because potato chip rock is iconic for that. So it just really depends on what it is that you want to do. If I had to choose just one and I was visiting San Diego, I would probably say I would pick Torrey Pines. I would too, because it really is the most beautiful one. The ocean is so pretty down below it and it's it's like not a hard hike. So you can park, pay the 10 bucks and then walk the trails and enjoy the beach. It's really, really pretty part of San Diego. And that's one hit thing. Hit up Black's we, Beach. Yeah, you can hit up Black's Beach. But one thing that we didn't mention while we talked about Tory Pines is you do actually have to pay to park in their parking lot. They do have unpaid spots along the way, but they do fill up really fast. So if you're not there early, you're going to have to pay to park. So there you have it, hikers. Those are the 13 trails that we brought to you today. But obviously, these are the honorable mention ones that we wanted to talk about because there are a lot more than 13 trails in San Diego. You could spend forever exploring the vast terrain that is the 619 area code. Yeah, Brittany and I, as a matter of fact, just found a new hike close to our place that I had no clue even existed and I liked it a lot. So, But these ones are definitely the highlights. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. Please keep the adventures going with us. Follow us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast and subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Travel Squad Podcast on YouTube. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. As always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports because next week we are taking you with us to Tokyo, Japan. 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 Woo. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye.